John, how you been? I'm fine. I'm just kind of crazy right now. I'm on my GPS, and uh, I'm trying to talk to you and read it at the same time. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> uh, a moment. Uh, okay. All right. Very good. I hadn't... So, uh, I- I'm fine. Uh, just... Moving along, trying to make some movies and uh, finish some scripts and that sort of thing, and design some effect work. Cool. Signing autographs, you know, and on down the line. <laughs> I had yeah. I had an interview with with Peter. Uh, he was working across. He was trying to get from uh, somewhere in Florida to somewhere in Orlando, and uh, and he was going through toll road after toll road after toll road. And I didn't, uh, I did an interview with him cursing at one toll, toll <laughs> thing after the other. It, it, it is one of the most hilarious interviews you've ever heard. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I actually had a phone interview from Fangoria magazine once. Yeah. And, uh, I was in my apartment in Reseda, actually Tarzana. Yeah. And, and the weird thing is somebody tried to rob the apartment while I was being interviewed. <laughs> And it showed up in the article. The guy wrote about it. That's I chased the guy down the hall and I drew his picture and gave it to the cop. Of course you did. Yeah. That's good. There you go. So, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, or 4, I'm sorry. Uh, forget. Yeah. The Dream Master. The Dream Master. Yeah. Now, you did the pizza, right? I did the oh, horror okay. pizza. I did the first chest of souls, the all animatronic one on Freddy's, actually on Aunt Freddy's chest, uh, at the beginning of the movie where the girl gets sucked into his chest. I did that. I also did, um, yeah, that's great. let's see, uh, the Freddy hole when she does this sort of ray gun thing and shoots a hole through his center I think and that, the camera goes through his hole, his beating heart. That's, that's number five. No, that was four. Four? Honest oh, to God, four. I did it. Yep. Did it get cut yep. out? And I, I'm sorry. Did it get cut out? No, it's in the film. It's absolutely in the film. I have it on my reel. Okay. I, I didn't work on five. It's in my reel, and it was was a Lisa Lisa Wilcox shot through his hole. Absolutely, and uh, I also I did the makeup on Lisa Wilcox where she sees herself at the. Uh, Cafe. She's right, the right. one that delivers the pizza she, to herself. That's right. She becomes old. Right. She does a, a, the, right. the aging. Right. Right. And I did, uh, golly. Oh, I, I did some uh, miscellaneous things like that accident. They kept on reliving with a car smashing into nothing. Right. The truck. Right. Uh, I had to, I had to do the stunt bodies inside that were, uh, honestly, uh, it wasn't 
people that were it was dummies that were inside the car that I created oh, to look like the trust characters. me that was all my do- my idea the whole, <laughs> the hitting nothing <laughs> yeah and so so the the people inside the truck weren't weren't stunt drivers for all of it they were actually oh, uh, yeah. I think Rennie wanted to Hit the hit through the glass. I I, I know so. it, it, the the really funny thing was was at the very beginning of it when when I first came up with the idea we had to keep trying to talk the drivers out of doing it because the stunt people wanted to do it so bad and I'm like yeah you know because <laughs> me and Peter are going really I I don't really know how, this is going to be a dead stop. At at about fifty five miles an hour, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even know if yeah. your eyeballs would have actually still been in your head. No, but so the, I, I created the facsimiles of the people there. Yeah, cool. And uh, you you remember the first chest of souls, not the one that Steve Johnson did at the end, but the very beginning of the movie where uh, the the girl from the previous movie gets sucked in. I, you know, I just saw it recently. I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to see it again. I saw it about, uh, about a month ago. And, uh. Because there were, there were all kinds of servo, servos and motors mm-hmm. operating the face. And then, uh, when, when, uh, the girl got, I think it was uh, Tuesday night, got sucked into, not Tuesday night, it was somebody else. Right. But right. when she got sucked into his, his chest, we did a bladder effect where her face bloomed and then we replaced it with an animatronic face. That looked like hers, and and looked around and made expressions. Wow. Okay. I I I swear I've got to I've got to look I've got to look at the film again. I mean, it's it's the way Rennie shot it. It didn't look like the normal. Okay, cut away, cut to. It was all very fluid. It yeah. looked like a CGI effect. Oh, okay. Before the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, maybe I gave you credit for a CGI effect in my head. <laughs> didn't exist. <laughs> I actually, yeah, that's right. It didn't exist. I, I, I actually got uh, credit one time for uh, a uh, for a, a, a blue screen effect. That was actually a real set. Oh, yeah. That was a real set. <laughs> On Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. three, the uh, the staircase that goes down, uh, that goes down forever and ever and ever. You know, we actually built. Oh, yeah. We actually built that. And it was actually wow. o- only 25 feet long from the tippy so top. It was a forced perspective set. Yeah, it was for it was it was forced perspective, uh, and and the the funny thing about it is that 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 <laughs> Rennie wanted them to go all the way around, and I said, well, you know, we've only got we've got to do this in forced perspective, and or this was a um, uh, can't remember the name of the director of that one. Uh, but, but, uh, he says, I, I need them to go one entire revolution around. And I said, well, that's exactly going to be a problem because if they actually do a full res- revolution, that's going to have to cut his head off to get underneath the next step <laughs> because yeah. it was compressing that fast. <laughs> but it, but it, yeah. I, I thought it looked really good. I mean, you know, can consider, yeah, I mean, very often my stuff gets, confused uh, for CGI because, you know, we do things with puppets that look like you can't do them with people, so they figure, well, it's, it's got to be CGI, but it ain't. Right, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> That's the classic. So, 
So, um, tell me a great story. A about, great story. Tell me a great, a great story, story about about uh, about working on uh, Dream Master. Well, uh, you know, Rennie had worked with uh, me on a movie he Prisoner. made for Empire Pictures called Prison. Gotcha. Prison, and right, right. all the effects for that. So when uh, Nightmare 4 got rolling, uh, he wanted me to come on board and give them some of the stuff that I could do. And I uh, was very happy to do it. And one of the cool things that I recall about it is that that was made during the writer's strike. Yeah. So they didn't have a screenplay. Uh, I know Steve Courtney Joyner was coming in and kind of ghosting and putting stuff down on paper so that there was something to go from. But, I mean, most of that stuff that you see, the special effects and all that imaginative, that was brainstorming with the effects geeks and Rennie and Rachel Galilee to basically come up, okay, what can we do? What can we afford? And what sounds cool? Now that's you know? that's the great thing about that film is 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 and I and I say this all the time. I say honestly, it was kind of everybody get down on the everybody kind of get together and figure out what you're going to do next, and then go do it. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I like like I did the we actually get our got ourselves into the loop, the dream loop. And then we had several meetings about how to get the hell out of it. Right. right <laughs> and, right. and it's like, you're, you're going, and we had started to film them getting into the truck and, and we oh, just, yeah. we didn't even know how we we're going to get out of it. Right. So we had several of those situations, uh, where, where a lot of what I came up with and you came up with and, you know, almost, almost everybody, uh, contributed to that film. Right. And, you know, Rennie's whole concept was based on a Chinese ghost story. He loved that movie. Right. And, and so much of the, the souls coming out of him at the end was, was the souls coming out of the evil ghost wizard at the end of that movie. Yeah. And, uh, we, we wanted a, a real surrealistic kind of cool thing going on with all of that. You know, and, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was like a renaissance of special effects because you had screaming man, George working over here. You had us working over there and, and you had Peter who was shooting all the stuff and that, that guy really knew what the heck he was doing. You know, uh, one of the things about the horror pizza aside from, you know, building it and doing all the animatronics and the, the, the talking meatballs and all that stuff. Uh, so we've, we've built an oversized piece of pizza where we stabbed into its head where Rick was going, no, 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 no. Yeah, that was right? great. That's so good. <laughs> and, and, and the way we did that was it was a reverse. We created a big cutoff piece of the Freddy blade and laid it against his head and pulled it away. Right. So essentially what we had to do is is get the actor to act in reverse, right? Right. And Pete had to time the camera so it was actually pulling out when it was supposed to be pushing in. So it was very cool, you know, uh, the way it was accomplished. And uh, he, he really knew how to time it. And, and he, I mean, he, it's like he saw it forward. And this, nobody had playback. 
back yeah, then. Yeah, we didn't we have play. That's back. right. We we didn't have playback, so you had no. You you had to turn to your first AC and trust them. <laughs> right, and and that was that was all all in camera effects, so it was very challenging. But you know that that's what you did back then. It is what yeah, you did. I, yeah. I had uh, yeah, and I was uh, I had just directed Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. And, uh, you know, it, it was cool to get into the nightmare thing right after that. Right. So, right. <laughs> and, and I went, and I went just from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 into, uh, uh, eventually went into Critters 2 and then Leatherface. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. It yeah. Was, well, I mean, I, I, would, I was doing all kinds of stuff. I, I think during that period, I, I directed Ghoulies 3. I was in a movie called The Sleeping Card that I did effects for as well. I played a serial killer in that. I mean, all this stuff was sort of happening simultaneously all at once. Yeah, yeah. It was, and if you were doing just one film at a time, uh, it it was amazing. It it didn't happen all that often. Yeah. No. So, so we were doing multiple effects and we didn't have a lot of time to do things. and, And I had a great crew. That, that helped me work out. I mean, I, basically, I, I worked on the visual and, you know, what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. And I had some wonderful people uh, that not only knew technically how to make the mold and, you know, inject it with foam and all that stuff. Right. But, you know, uh, Tim Ralston and Mecky, uh, I forget his last name. Uh, you can look it up. Mecky uh, worked out the mechanics and they were just freaking brilliant, you know, for the, the meatballs, the... The, the the pizzas, uh, the chest of souls that we did. Now the, I mean, the head, the, the head that's on the claw, is is that yeah. that's anim, animatronic or was that? Uh, yes, it's, it's, no, it's animatronic. That's the head, the, so good. The blade that, that goes into him is the actor himself. Right. No, but I know the, that the, that's. But but when when yeah, the, he, when he pulls his his hand up like that's animatronic, right? That certainly is. Oh, that's such a good job. Yeah, excellent. Plus, plus we had we had a false head on the meatball that was filled with vanilla pudding. So <laughs> the meatball was made out of gelatin, and the interior was made of vanilla pudding. So when Freddie crunched into it, he got, he's got this nice little yellow splurch yeah. coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was it. It was just such a great sequence. Now, how big was the pizza that had all the um, people in it? It was pizza size. Um, we actually, what we did is, I ordered a pizza, really? and and they, were, they delivered it to the shop, and we made a mold of the pizza, right, <laughs> right, and and we did a, a clay press out of the mold. And from the clay press, you know, we re-sculpted it slightly to make it a little bit more obvious. Right. Wayne Toth did a lot of the re-sculpting on that. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, we we did a, a, a foam latex over uh, skin, and we did a, a fiberglass understructure. And between Mecky and Tim, actually mostly Mecky on that one, he he really did a lot a lot of the animatronics. They were simple, but they really worked. How many? They were all. Uh, how many operators? They, they all moved. Oh God! It must have been quite I guess a few. We had about we had about three or four because they were linked to like uh, yeah four four separate uh, radio controls. Wow! Wow! <laughs> but 
but uh, yeah, it, it, it looked amazing. And, and all the little heads moved around and screamed and blinked their eyes. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was really, really excellent. It was really excellent. So, and and the the chest of souls was was pretty amazing too because when Freddie tore open his shirt and revealed it for the first time, you know. I guess they did a similar one in a previous movie and basically just sort of green goop came out of their little mouth. Right, exactly. But in this one, everything was moving and blinking and frowning and screaming. And it's like, whoa, didn't expect that. <laughs> and and then then when we got around to actually uh, continuing on with the scene, that's where we made the face bloom in the middle of his chest. You know, with one cutaway where we were able to uh, blend in a prosthetic and an animatronic unit and hook it through the radio control. So a new face appeared with full uh, actuation, brows, eyelids, eye rolls, uh, mouth opening and closing, a little bit of lip snarl. They don't really need one, but it was, it was the person in miniature and looked great. Great. I mean, just, uh, 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 Really, one of my favorite one of my favorite parts of the uh, be, between you and uh, George uh, had to be some. Yeah, George George did the, the the cockroach thing. That was just magnificent. Oh, it was magnificent. I was talking to I was talking to George the other day, and he was talking about uh, it was a part that I wondered about when when her face uh, is pulled away. And and yeah. the cockroach face, the cockroach face actually seemed bigger than, than her face, which was which yeah. I, I asked him about that, and he said, yeah, that that, that when they pulled it away, that the face was folded inside of there, the cockroach face, so that as uh-huh. as as he was pulling away and with the goop in it and everything, you couldn't see that the face that the face was unfolding and all of a sudden this face was bigger than her head. You know, I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. It was really uh, an amazing fun thing. I mean, uh, I guess all of us were just uh, c- kind of in a, in a, a playground, huh? Oh yeah. And I remember one cool thing was uh, when I, I think real effects did this pretty uh, hole where, where, uh, uh, you see, you go down uh, his his in, intestinal tract, and you see all these faces and bodies sticking right, exactly. out of this thing. Yeah, I mean that was that was just a brilliant thing. I think Andrew Kenworthy was the guy supervising for real effects at the time, and you know he cut all the holes and and got all the the methicil and and painted all those semi naked people as they were pushing through that that. Uh, I think it was uh, a dental dam. Dental dam, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> it was some amazing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant, actually. I mean, all of it was very, very brilliant. And the way they shot it. And one of the coolest things that I remember, I don't think it ever really got into the film, but uh, there was there was a certain amount of stuff. You know, Rennie Harlan was always extremely well-prepared. He storyboarded everything, you know, and, and went over with his crew exactly how he wanted to shoot things. So he had all the nuts and bolts that he needed to make the film. But because he was so well prepared, he also had the opportunity to find things that you, you couldn't think of when you were planning a, a complex movie like this. 
you know, you, you get the nuts and bolts done and you get the gravy, you know, and the gravy was like when Alice, for example, was polishing the silverware in the cafe before she delivers the chest of souls as the old lady. There was the, refra- uh, the reflection. Yeah. Yeah. The DP saw her shadow on the wall polishing the silverware and it looked like Freddy's claw. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> so it's like, hey, this is something we didn't think about. <laughs> <laughs> and and really that is that is the beauty i think uh that that you lose today with all the cgi those oh, moments on set where you're directing the things and creating those elements and you discover things that you have never thought of oh yeah and you see what the stuff is capable of and and the thing is when you have prosthetics on people or animatronics or whatever it is people are allowed to to act and 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 really not react to a volleyball with green screen paint on it, but but they actually see the thing there, and there there's a moment of reality and truth that that you can't really get when you're trying to invent everything. Oh, it's... and and that's just that's the the joy of making movies with this stuff. Yeah, I yeah. know that that uh, you know a lot of the stuff, a lot of this, what you think is scripted words, some of the best dialogue comes out of people's mouths when they actually see this stuff on set oh yeah oh yeah i i completely agree with you i i so 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 many times uh the the reactions like for instance even the reactions of people to like the the methicil (laughs) which (laughs) which actually is so disgusting that you know that that feel of it uh oh yeah it, it that actually drives you in a certain direction you know <laughs> because let's face it none of us like to deal with the stuff <laughs> now, i i remember working on a film for roger corman called forbidden world uh and it was originally called mutant and i think uh jim winarski did the uh ad campaign and the original ad campaign did the, the catch line was where the blood ends, the slime begins, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and we had Ira at, at the, the, the chemical place mix up methyl cellulose Over in tried- 50 gallon thumbs. And we were using this stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. So I- it was just, just amazing. <laughs> Ira and, and. I mean, there was. Try. What was it called? And, and, Tri- uh, try a student try, try a student yeah and, try a student right yeah yeah and and he would mix that stuff up to a thick meringue and and it it was be it would be you could create like a golf ball size a glop uh that was kind of see-through but disgusting right and and <laughs> metal, do you realize they put methyl cellulose in mcdonald's shakes yeah they 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 were originally uh done in packets that yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a food thickener it's a food thickener is yeah. what it is right <laughs> yeah so no methyl is something that no makeup effects artist did without in the 1980s i don't believe oh absolutely and and and, and yeah the uh, uh and I remember the super slime, and, and I can't remember the, the the difference in in the super slime that we uh, created for um, for uh, Screaming Mad George, and and he was using uh, using that, and 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 we as art department um, were supposed to. We actually got a fifty gallon uh, tub of it, 
um, that was un- nice. unbelievably expensive. But um, I remember that I had a guy coloring it uh, in the middle of the night because <laughs> we had just got we just finally gotten the shipment, and so he had to color it that awful yellow color. And uh, I remember oh, yeah. adding in the color, and and he's standing there with a mixer, and I walk out of the room to go back to my office, and he turns the mixer on, but because it doesn't have any um, uh, whether surface tension, it climb as soon as he turned the drill on, it climbed up the drill and swallowed his arms, and and he's wow. and he's screaming. <laughs> I, I run back. Exactly. I run back. I love that. I love that. I, I, well, I mean, the the, the 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 fun stuff. I mean, I remember using methyl cellulose, you know, in the very early '80s. Uh, in fact, you know, I, I directed a movie called Troll, and we did that in Italy. I right. Did two movies back to back, and I did effects for both of them. Uh, and we didn't use a lot of methicillin on troll. I used mostly uh, uh, KY jelly. Right, right. That nice was... KY jelly. I mean, it's nice and viscous, and it's a lot more clear, and it's good for snot and mucus and perspiration, and are, are just giving giving life to the prosthetic. Right. You know, to give it that glisten that that. But uh, expensive as uh, well. Skin <laughs> normally has. But uh, on on the second movie that we shot back to back was Ted Nicolaus' film, which is called Terrorvision. And that created this massive animatronic creature called the Hungry Beast. Yeah. And all we did all day long was smear methyl cellulose <laughs> all over this. And it was gloppy and horrible all the time. And I remember the Italians had a word for it. They called it skifo. I think it meant snot. You know, <laughs> it's just an awful thing. Uh... We, we, had, we had eyes and stalks and and mouths and uh, tentacles and it was lots of fun. <laughs> Stuff was great. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, anything else about Nightmare Four that you can remember? Now the chest of souls, the horror pizza, the uh, the Freddy hole. Now that's that's near the the end of the film where uh, she has this ray gun kind of thing. And she shoots him right in oh, the chest. She, right, she shoot right. Of, of course, when you said red, she has she has a piece of glass from the um, oh, what was it from from the uh, the mirror, and she's reflecting uh, his countenance as 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 a weapon back on him, and that's right, and, and that made that ray. That's right, and and it shot through the center of him. And and uh, we we created a little green screen patch that we glued onto his right. his front, so you can see the the back plate that was shot later on. Right, exactly. And then okay. uh, we created a Freddy sort of from the knees up, with a hole in it, with arms that moved and a torso that moved, with a beating heart inside that looked like it was all scarched. <laughs> so Freddy wanted to, like start on her face and pull through the hole right. to see where you were coming. Right and and get wide enough to see Freddy's body and we we did that that was that was a little bit more complicated than you might have thought it would have been but yeah. it, it really worked oh Loved yeah it. It, it did it, it did work and, and 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 now I remember the shot so there yeah and 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 of course 
we, the Alice makeup, you know, that, that we're very proud of. Yeah. It, it, I mean, a lot of people don't even realize that that is a different person, that, that that's not a different person. It's actually her in makeup. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well, I think and then, I, I think yeah. I think you did a great job all the way through. I really do. Um, I, 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 and, I and a lot of it was like, "Hey, you guys did this. Can you guys do this too?" Is it okay? You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Stay up all stay up all night, eating uh, lots of donuts. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, my job on that film yeah. was 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 basically to go uh, to go from one huge location to another as I had I had builds in I was doing the junkyard in Arcata which was enormous I was doing the side of the building I was doing the sucking down so I would start out I would start out uh at the stage at six in the morning uh in which you know that that was just completely full of sets and 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 I would start up there and go you know, I wouldn't make it back because I had to go to Pasadena to go to theater, then Arletta to see the junkyard, then Hollywood to see where we were doing the um, the rest of the theater sequence, and then all the way down uh, uh, south uh, to do the beach sequence. And, and, and so I would usually make it back on stage about 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was. Do you still production design films? I do not. I, I'm, I'm, uh, CJ died in a plane wreck about four years ago and she, uh, she and I, I decided to like kind of fold everything up because we had, uh, trying to get my, uh, my mother is, is, is older and, 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 uh, I've got her now up, up here and, uh, I'm in Washington and I have grandkids that are staying wow. over, that are staying overnight tonight. So I got four granddaughters. Right. <laughs> so I, wow. deci- I, yeah. des- I decided to go join the family. <laughs> what a difference 30 years make, huh? Dude, you know, it's, um, it's, it, it, it's funny because, uh, my, my son used to come and hang out with me on set all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and now well, I play. The, the extraordinary thing, the extraordinary thing for me is I still feel like it was all yesterday. Isn't and it? I, isn't I still, that amazing? Yeah, isn't, I still do it. I mean, I, I'm I'm still on set. I still do this stuff, you know. And and it's like I, I can't believe the kids that I worked or worked with and and taught have sort of graduated and had great careers, and now they're retired. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you ever think about the retiring there, buddy boy? <laughs> no, I I I I don't know how to do that. I <laughs> I love what I do. I mean, I I had a horrible traffic accident and I I got my back screwed up and I was in a wheelchair, I couldn't walk for a while, but I'm back and I'm doing stuff again. So oh, great, great. You know, I, I I love it. You know, and you know, I, I love writing and directing and doing effects and you know just. It's all storytelling and it's all, you know, uh, surrealistic weirdness and, you know, God, I love it. Well, but you, you know, you're, you're, you're quite the legend. So, uh, I, I really appreciate that you, uh, called me back and, um, and, uh, I'm going to get your stories, uh, into my book. Great. Let's, let's make a documentary after the book. 
Uh, it sounds like a, it. It sounds like a deal. Actually, I'm. I, I've got a, another book on the slate. I'm going to do not, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three. Uh, kind of a behind the scenes, but th- this is all just behind the scenes stories. There isn't any story about the actors or anything. It's just all of us guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. What's the title of the book? Behind the screams. Behind the screams. That's pretty good. Love yeah. It. You like it? I'm, I'm getting ready to write one. Oh, I'm getting ready to write one myself uh, about my my wicked adventures in Hollywood. I I, I think I'm not call it. What are you going to call it? Making it up as I go along. Yeah. <laughs> because let's face it, that's what we all did. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean the fact that I did a lot of makeup. Yeah. Kind of helps. There you go. Yeah, you so. got the hook. <laughs> okay, man. Hey, thank you very much for talking to me. Oh, my pleasure. Pleasure talking to you. And uh, yes, let let me uh, let me see what you write sometime. I'd love to to take a look. Okay. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, man. Take care. Wow, that's just amazing. I have to tell you, the it's uh been about a year and a half, or a year and a year and a couple of months since I've heard that. And uh, boy, that just really hits you in the heart, doesn't it? Yeah. Boy, very haunting to uh, hear his voice like that. It is haunting, and, and you know you can hear in his voice just what a uh, what a really nice guy uh, John was, and 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 you know he was there to support everybody, and uh, uh, he was uh, he you know he he was like uh, the most valuable player. He didn't he didn't uh, have that uh, huge overblown. Uh, ego uh that uh so many of these guys uh so many of the makeup effects people have i mean let's let's face it to a certain extent where in the film business you you were driven by your ego Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) your ego is what made you know a two and a half hour drive (laughs) to work in the morning in horrible la traffic (laughs) to to, to do to do a 23 hour day yeah (laughs) it's pretty much what (laughs) what you had to drive you but uh but john was just the sweetest guy in the world and 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 he was a sport guy you know, I mean, you can tell in his in his uh, you can tell it in his voice and his mannerisms. He was there because he loved filmmaking. You know, uh, probably um, more than a lot of people. Um, and uh, yeah, it was so rare to run into a such a a, a nice guy uh, for sure. Um, and a lot of the stuff that he did on the show was, um, I, I mean, his main piece was the, the, the pizza piece. Yeah. But he was, he was also the guy that you went to, to, uh, like to do all the fill in pieces at the last moment when, you know, when all of a sudden somebody thinks, uh, Hey, we do need, we do need a dummy of a car. We do need a dummy to put in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we need the two <laughs> and i remember you know i think that we pulled that on him like you know maybe six hours before we, we did the shot <laughs> nobody thought about it yeah <laughs> and but you know he was the guy that you went that he said okay uh, uh i've got it we'll we'll work it out you know and then you know he was all, always there for it uh 
Guy, it's really so good to hear his voice again. Yeah. Uh, one of my, uh, one of my friends, uh, William Butler, uh, who, uh, uh, did a lot of, uh, uh, he was a, a character in, uh, remake of the walking dead. Uh, he was, uh, in, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three and he and John worked together for years and years and years. And, and when John passed away just recently, he, he was just so broken up about it. He just, I, I mean, it just destroyed him. Uh, John, you know, uh, William was there uh, every day, you know, was yeah. at his bedside, you know, um, as he was dying. Um, and it just, uh, oh, it just broke my heart. And it, it, you know, he had a lot of health scares in his life and stuff. And, uh, and it, it seemed like he had everything, you know, uh, the, the way that he's talking in this interview, you know, you're talking about this as a year and two months ago, you know, he felt that he was all ready to go. And this was just before the cancer came. So, yeah, there you go. One minute you could be there and the next minute you're not. Uh, but uh, John, so John did the pizza. John, John did a lot of the, uh, the other smaller things. Cause I think that we talked in there about, uh, uh, throwing the dummy uh, into the fire pond. Yes. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, when you're, you're standing there and, and the heart's pumping and, and he did the heart pumping. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually worked for him one time over at his shop. Uh, I was in between shows and I came in and uh, was working with the mechanics ah. of things. And a lot of the guys, a lot of the makeup effects guys uh, were, um, would call on the mechanical effects guys, uh, like, uh, like me or Peter Chesney or stuff to, to help them with, uh, some of the, uh, some of the rigging of the, uh, of the makeup effects rigs, uh, because those guys were very, always, they were really great sculptors, you know, and I, and they really knew how to deal with foams and they knew how to deal with latexes and so forth. But we knew how to deal with the servos and the, the pistons <laughs> and all the rest of that. So uh, a, a lot of times you would have the mechanical effects people w would be like at least a quarter involved in the makeup effects uh, while they were doing that. But um, yeah, so uh yeah it's it's just uh, a heartbreaker to hear him uh he was always such a positive person speaking of his work positivity let's uh take a look back at some of the work he did over the years that you know really sticks okay. out to us so starting off uh, we have friday the 13th part seven in which he directed thoughts he directed on that? that yeah yes thoughts on that mick uh, I, I thought that he had a great, great directing style. I mean, uh, he, he directed everything. It, it's, it's funny because I always thought that his stuff, when, when he directed, 
uh, and it got to the uh, uh, makeup effects parts that the makeup effects parts became really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, that's dialogue and that's dialogue and that's dialogue, but now we're going to get somebody's going to get stabbed. <laughs> And uh, I think uh, the whole makeup's heavy thing really plays into the look of the Jason in that film as well. Well, uh, yeah, no, it really does. The full body Absolutely. suit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what? What are some of the makeup effects uh, shows that he did? Because he just did little pieces of everything around town. So a, a bigger one would be Hatchet in two thousand six. Would it be some of his later work? And that film itself is gorier than all hell. Oh, I have to see that one. Who, who, who stars in that? Uh, Hotter plays. Oh, that's the killer. right. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I think okay. Hatchet's the one with the full mouth rip kill where he grabs the girl's mouth and then just rips it, her head in two. Oh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to some of the directing stuff. He did Troll in 86, as he mentioned in the interview. I, I had kind of a, a funny story about Troll. Uh, uh, Troll was done for um, Blue, um, New Moon, right? Ah, okay. Uh, and uh, I used to get, I used to get called in to do uh, a bunch of mechanical uh, pickups and stuff for uh, stuff over at at uh, at their shop. Okay. And uh, and I remember that we. <laughs> We did uh, some of the pickups for Troll. Oh, okay. And, and the the thing is, is I I remember that they uh, the place that they were using at the time at the time that they did Troll was uh, literally the the downstairs lobby off of La Brea uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that had yeah it was literally we had to push the receptionists. Uh, desk out of the way <laughs> because, oh. <laughs> because an awful lot of what they did they did in Italy right uh-huh. um, uh huh it's, it's New Moon I, I can't think of the name of the guy that ran New Moon uh Char- Charlie Ben right I, that so, sounds right yeah so uh I remember that we literally were pushing the sofa out of the way. <laughs> And covering the walls with black, <laughs> <laughs> with black fabric, and, and 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 like the thing is, is there was that. Well, well, we want to leave the off because Charlie Brand Band was there, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, well, we make you guys make make sure and leave the uh, door open in front as long as you possibly can, and then only lock it for a few minutes. <laughs> Just in case somebody wants to walk in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Imagine being at work and, 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 and you shooting, uh, you're shooting some of your, uh, film and stuff in the lobby. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean a big lobby. I mean, like a lobby that's the size of this room here. Oh, (laughs) no. So, so we also famous for uh, troll the troll series uh, featuring the worst movie ever made, uh, Troll Two. If I'm not oh the Troll Two, the one that was uh, done in Utah, right? I think. Uh, oh yeah. Oh boy, that's that's a, <laughs> a special. <laughs> the whole film. town acted in it, didn't they? <laughs> I think. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've seen that film. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Now, now hold on a second. You, you know, uh, you could be taking. Uh, don't don't try and take the title away from uh, Samurai Cop. Because, you know, Samurai, Samurai cop, cop literally was uh, doing sparks out of a gun with a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever just, works. Was, yeah, but it didn't. Yeah. It didn't work at all. It's like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. It was the worst ever. <laughs> so continuing with John Carl's work, another some of uh, special effects features is Terror Vision from 86. Right. Uh heard about a terror terror vision around town. Um but uh 80, uh have you seen it? I have seen it. Uh and he did particular uh scenes in that film. Uh, I could actually bring those up and talk about them. Have you have you watched the film? I haven't watched it. I okay. You, remember what I told you? Oh yes. Uh, You're too busy that, making movies, not watching. Movies. I was too busy to watch too many of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So he also directed Cellar Dweller, which neither of us have watched, but it was also done in '88. So you got to remember, he did films back to back to back, going on also in '88. He did special effects makeup in Halloween Four which would be the return of Michael Myers. And that film is huge because it sees the return of Michael Myers to the franchise for the first time in a little bit. And the makeup in that is awesomely done. And you really can't say much more than that. It's, you know what? There was something there was something I want to, I want, I'm just going to jump out of this and jump back in. Uh, I wanted to, to bring up a, a problem that we had that he solved for us uh, on Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Oh, okay. Um, uh, we had called uh, uh, Lisa Wilcox's mother, and we had her come to stage. And what we were going to do is we were going to do her as the older version of her, ah, right? Yes. And when we got there, <laughs> we found when she got there, <laughs> We realized that we had a problem because she was way too young looking. Oh. <laughs> so so in the end, uh, John, on the, sp- on the spot, basically, did that aging makeup because we couldn't, we couldn't use her mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... So that that's how good he is, you know. I mean, he was one of those guys that could uh, literally pull things out of his ass. But but you know, I don't think that he like he was such a fan of the business. He he didn't spend time uh, bragging him about himself, and 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 a lot of times uh, it he kind of was the second guy that you thought of to have the job, you know, yeah. which I, I thought was kind of a shame in a way. But. You know, he has all this work, and you see how busy he was throughout the oh, 80s. he was constantly busy, yeah. And, you know, he did, like, three or four films a year at least, minimum. And this guy was just pumping out content left and right, had his hands in so many different projects. And 
even an entire franchise with the Ghoulies franchise. And Mick, you, have, right. you have some stuff about that. Yeah, yeah. The Ghoulies, uh, go- <laughs> the Ghoulies remind me of um, uh, Ginger Dead in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Super low budget, and and I think Ghoulies was also New Moon Entertainment, uh, Charlie Band stuff. I believe so. Yeah, and and Charlie Band. Uh, I mean, there was another William Butler was probably probably involved in them too, uh, because that that was th- that same group that you know did the Ghoulies stuff. I think Ghoulies. Uh, I think that they. Uh, they had a lot of trouble releasing the first one because uh, Gremlins was uh, trying to sue them. <laughs> so can you imagine? Can you imagine getting getting uh, sued for being a copy of a Gremlin? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's just rough. <laughs> he directed Ghoulies Goes to College, and he did the which special- one is that? I the fourth maybe. Is that the third one. Fourth, okay. Fourth? How, how many Ghoulies movies are there? I I've seen know. maybe two, maybe yeah. Three. <laughs> uh, they, they kind of fall off right after. Yeah, the they fall one. off. They, yeah, they fall off. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, film series. Here we go. Ghoulies film series. We got one, two, goes to college, and then four. So okay. goes to college is the third one. Yeah. So I thought. So what else has he got? Uh also You want to keep going through more of them? <laughs> the, yeah, let's go through more of them. Let's Okay. That the list goes on and on and on and I don't know how much you know about these films. So he has 66 credits via special effects. Wow. Wow. And starting at 1980 with Dr. Heckle and Mr. Hype. Man, in 1980. Wow. Yeah. He also did Android in 1982, Ghoulies in 84, Troll in 86, Terror Vision in 86. Oh, 86, he was busy. He did a bunch of films. Uh, Garbage Pale Kids movie. He did the effect. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity. Prison, Ghoulies 2. Now, Prison. Now, he did... That's right. That's right. That was the connection. Uh, I knew that he had a connection with Rennie Harlan. Oh. And the, the connection was Prison. He did he did a lot of the uh, second uh, a lot of the second unit stuff and uh, helped with a lot of the uh, reverse pulls and uh, and and knife fights and stuff like that in Prison. Oh, okay, yeah. So this brings us to 1988, which is his busiest year, being Cellar Dweller, Demon Warp, Friday Part Seven, Ghost Town, Nightmare Four, Halloween Four. To Die For, Trancer, City of Lost Angels, and Spellcaster, all in 1988. Wow. How, how did he even uh, fit us in? <laughs> it makes, makes you wonder, doesn't it? Oh, it blows my mind. How does the scheduling alone just... Ah! Well, he, 
you know, you get to a certain point uh, where all these makeup, all the makeup effects guys, they tend to work with each other. Uh, yeah. Whereas uh, mechanical effects people tend to fight each other. Ah. <laughs> they tend to hate each other. <laughs> and makeup effects people get along with one another. Uh, mechanical effects people uh, do nothing but uh, build grudges with each other. <laughs> So he did a lot of other work for Full Moon. He did Demonic Toys, which I believe is Full Moon as well, which would be so, which would be kind of like uh, what's it called? The other Demonic Toys fucking movie, the Puppet Master. That's right, Puppet Master. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then there was the versus movie, Doll Man versus Demonic Toys, which you know everybody wants. <laughs> uh, well, those did, Charlie Ban those Charlie Ban movies were either made out of the country or they're made in two weeks here yeah. you know he also did hp lovecraft at necronomicon book of the dead wow uh he also did scanner cop which would be the the scanners spinoff uh, series yeah. uh dinosaur <laughs> island <laughs> cyborg three the recycler <laughs> biohazard the alien force the fear yeah, yeah. project I, metal beast <laughs> bikini driving <laughs> Circuit Breaker, Tarzan, The Epic Avengers, one episode. Oh, here we go. Carnosaur 3, Primal Species. Carnosaur 3. Carnosaur 3. Uh, what, what year was that? 96. 96. Car uh, the Carnosaur uh, was originally uh, was originally being done. Pete Von Chali was doing the uh, uh, the uh, Pichin Von Chali did wrote some of them, and he did uh, all the uh, storyboards of them. and car And the idea of Carnosaur was his idea originally. Ah. And and uh, a lot of his stuff, a lot of Carnosaur was down done down uh, on the New World lot. Oh, okay. So these are all the cheapest of cheap. <laughs> and we we still got a lot more to get through. So okay, oh. watchers four, four dogs playing poker, blood surf <laughs> after the storm, deep freeze, curse of the 49er, dark wolf, the mummy's kiss, Dr. Moreau's house of pain, grandma's place, tomb of the werewolf, count Dracula's orgy of blood, mortuary, the ginger dead man. <laughs> Yes, the ginger dead man. Exactly. <laughs> I love the puppet for ginger dead Voiced man. Voiced by? Voiced by? Gary Busey. William Butler. What? No, 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 no. Jo Voiced by? Oh, oh, the, the crazy guy, the motorcycle, the guy who had the motorcycle accident, right? Yeah, Gary Busey voiced. Gary Busey. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> fucking great. I actually just pulled up the IMDB for that. It's, 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 it's fucking hoot. I, I don't know. I, does it have a sequel? It does. Ginger Ginger Dead Man Two: The Passion of the Crust. Oh, have you, have you, have you never seen? Have you never seen the Gingerbread series? The no. Ginger Dead series? No. There's. <gasps> oh my uh, god! Saturday Night They're Cleaver. Great. Ginger Dead Man versus the Evil Bong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by then they were falling off a little bit. <laughs> the evil the evil bong series is really terrible <laughs> oh geez this yeah but awesome. he did the uh he did uh the ginger the ginger dead man which yeah. was just a terrible little puppet 
But, <laughs> but, well, no, but the whole idea was that. I mean, Ginger Dead, Ginger Dead Man was made for $30,000, the whole film. Oh, shit. Is filmed in one in a bakery. And uh, it's hilarious. It is. Uh, the year after that, he did Hatchet, like we mentioned before, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, Hyenas, special creature effects on that. Monster Piece Theater, Volume 1. And his last <laughs> piece of art would have been Bunker of Blood, Chapter 6, Zombie Lust, Night Flesh. Man. That was a mouthful. Uh, we can go through his director stuff as well. Uh, you know what? I think the interview should stand by itself. Uh, the interview was just shows shows what a classy guy he is. You know, yeah. uh, that he was. Uh, he did everything, and you know, you said, you know, he's kind of like the, the second guy you would call. You know, uh, right? But it, it, it pays off because it seems here we have nineteen directors credits. 40 makeup department credits, 17 actor credits, nine writer credits, four producer, four second unit director, three visual, three miscellaneous, one art director, and 25 self credits. The guy got around and. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The sheer amount of films. I mean, he's just another one of those guys that, you know, I, I've said this before about me, and I think that it absolutely applies about to him uh uh, that uh you know he would do it even if he wasn't being paid you know yeah it it, it was like a secret between (laughs) it was a two uh a well-known secret that you could pay him almost anything because he would be there just to be there you know that's awesome though that's definitely a uh, different and unique type of uh human being someone you don't really encounter a lot Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and like I say, he wasn't that the egomaniac, uh, guy that, that, uh, that went for the, uh, spotlight, like, you know, so many of the makeup effects people were, um, and he just got the job done and, and, you know, he had a smile on his face while he did it. Hell yeah. He's an amazing guy. If you're a fan of eighties horror, uh, 90s Sehar, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you what have you to check it. him out. Yeah, just check him uh, out. You've watched a movie with his work in it at some point in your life. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's almost uh, impossible to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and if you didn't get it from this interview, go back and listen to the interview again, and just you'll know exactly where his heart was. Yeah. It's a good interview, and it's definitely a good reflection on who he was and his passion. I have to make it. I have to tell you the truth. It's just hearing, uh, hearing that interview uh, to me just threw me off, even for this, you know, even for for telling this story because it just, uh, it just kind of hurt, hurt my heart in a way. <laughs> uh, just to. Uh, to have seen uh, death stop that incredible uh, force, and you now, know, he said that he had plans. Yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah. He you always know, he, had plans. He that, kept that's, going. That's a, you never would have been able to stop him when he didn't. So that sucks. There you go. But 
all we can do is remember him through his work, through his legacy, and continuing having to have conversations about him like we are today. You know, that, that that's one thing for sure. Uh, the horror community remembers. You know, we keep people we, we keep people alive in in, in our memories. Uh, you know, think that the time is coming up for that that second great wave of uh, horror. Uh, you know, that came through in the eighties. That you know, we're going to start losing those guys in a few years here. So, and we're starting to lose a few of them now. And that sucks. And it, but it's part of life, and it's something. That Not me, of course. No. I'm going to live forever. It'll be like Weekend with Bernie's. You guys will never fucking know. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we might have to shut, cut this one. Oh, we're going to talk a little bit here about some uh, more positive stuff. If yeah, you'd like what? Uh, not this. <laughs> not this. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, good. Future plans. What are some things you'd like to do moving forward with Rabbit Hole and in your personal career, Mick? Well, uh my personal career, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna start working the East Coast horror cons and um hopefully there's a few films. Um you know, it's funny, is one of the things that's in that interview is is me saying that I was completely retired. And uh uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, remember uh, he was asking uh, about that and, and and since then i've done vengeance and it looks like uh when i get to the east coast i'm gonna do some other pieces but we also have you know i have a, a another book that i'm gonna write uh very much like um behind the screams i want to write one about um nightmare on street three hell yeah uh we have a lot of audio projects that we're working with i mean look, we we have acres of tapes that came out of uh working on behind the screams uh the first behind the screams book and, and we're going to do that into an audio project as well as uh you know put out bits and pieces of them in rabbit hole uh as we go along and we're going to bring rabbit hole uh out to the people in, in some of the in you know, con appearances and stuff like that, where we're going to be recording live. Oh, yes. So, and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do the deed and we're, and we're taking over, you know, um, we're taking over other countries, uh, Scotland. Yes, for sure. And we're not going to give it, and we're not going to give it back. Nope. Uh, <laughs> creeping in your ear holes, taking over the country. Stuff like that's that. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a, there's a lot to do. I have, I dream warrior review is a, there, there's always another uh, horror film to watch and, and review and laugh about. Uh, I think the last one that I heard on dream warrior review was uh, girls with balls. Oh, that sounds lovely. You guys should do uh, dead kids or other known as strange behavior. It is oh, an really? Australian exploitation film, and it is incredible. Oh well, this was this was a Spanish. Oh, uh, girls with balls was a Spanish, uh, uh, or, or French, or you know, like a language like that. But it, it was like, uh, it, it was great. It was so bad, <laughs> but but so good at the same time. Oh, I completely understand and. 
more than you'll ever know. I watch so much fucking <laughs> shitty horror movies, but goddamn, are they great in their own little way? Oh, yeah, they really are. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm just getting started. Yeah, um, I'm. I got more stories to tell. Lots of more stories, and those stories can only be heard through Rabbit Hole podcast three more your review both found on the Dubak discussion podcast network home to great podcasts such as the goramore podcast hosted by yours truly the Dubak discussion podcast your source for star wars news theories and reviews the hall of heroes podcast the jerk the curtain podcast a rush of madness and mania the wicked wednesdays podcast what else do I have? What else do I have? <laughs> what else did you do? Back Sports Podcast uh, coming back soon. They are working on their first episode now. It's going to be a banger. So look out for that. Always looking to expand. So stay tuned for more shows entering the network. But we got quite the family right now. And let's just say we hit 95,000 listeners a month this so, month. So proud. It's, we, we are just <laughs> chugging along. It's we're with the big dogs now, and I can't wait to hit that hundred thousand. And we're gonna do something fucking crazy uh, for a hundred thousand listeners. And I can't wait to show you guys. I can't wait to do all these awesome projects with Mick. I got some awesome stuff going on with Adam Marcus as well. And we're just gonna be you know working the rest of this year and then next year with Mick. We're gonna really start pushing that con scene and really want to bring that live show to you. Something that you guys really have never experienced before. A special effects demonstration explanation. <laughs> amongst some of the best stories and memories that you could possibly hear only from us, you know, with me hopping in the driver's seat, making and the back me? seat, and I'm just it, steering that conversation the whole way through. <laughs> it's, <laughs> are, are, are you an Uber driver? <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is all about? That's exactly what this is. This Let is Taxi Cab Confessions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but uh, fuck, All right, man. Oh, got to sh- show the freaking website. Uh, you can find all that stuff over on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and over on dobackdiscussion.net. And that is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. Later, guys. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dobackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like us. She struts into the room, well I don't know her. But with a magnifying glance, I just sort of look her over. Drink on two, well maybe